Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name's Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway, because good Lord, he deserves it. He's a music industry icon. To borrow the phrase of his 2017 documentary, he's crafted the soundtrack of our lives in a career spanning more than half a century. The list of artists he's nurtured, mentored, and guided is like a history course in popular music. Everyone from divas like Janis Joplin, Whitney Houston, Aretha Franklin, Dionne Warwick, and Alicia Keys, to rock legends like Bruce Springsteen, Patti Smith, Santana, Aerosmith, and Maroon 5. There are hip-hop acts like Busta Rhymes and the Bad Boys Records roster, and R&B superstars like TLC, Usher, and Tony Braxton. I could keep going, but we'd be here all day. Suffice it to say, every music fan owes this man a debt of gratitude. Each year, his famous pre-Grammys party is a joyous celebration of song. An invitation to the galas, almost as sought after as actually winning the Golden Gramophone. This year, the party was obviously a little different due to COVID. It was a virtual affair held in two parts. In addition to showcasing some of his favorite concert performances ever, the event featured intimate interviews with a whole galaxy of music stars, from favorites like Elton John, Paul Simon, Joni Mitchell and Barry Gordy, to fresh faces like Her and DaBaby. It was an unforgettable night, and all for a good cause. The party served to raise funds for the Grammy Museum, a vital institution dedicated to preserving the history of hits. It's an honor and a privilege to welcome Mr. Clive Davis. My pleasure to really to be with you, Tom. Uh, I, I had the great privilege and pleasure to to virtually attend part two of your, your pre-Grammys party on Saturday. It was such a special night. How did the idea come about to hold the event digitally? Well, we really had no choice. I mean, <laughs> there was no way of, it, of being held live. 
And so when the concept came up of doing it digitally, I came up with the idea of doing what we did. I had once before in hosting a weekend and I had a group of about 25 people and for entertainment after dinner, I had put together about 10 performances that I had considered among the greatest of all time. And where I am today, I do have a theater and I showed it and wow, the reaction was so strong that the first thing I thought of when I knew that we had to come up with an idea digitally was just doing that and coming up with 15, 20 of the greatest performances. And then I said, well, if I did that, and I know the performances have been seen, but never really back to back, but I did have to have, and I would invite those living to come chat with me. So heartwarming, so gratifying that when I asked Barry Gibb, when I asked on part one, Bruce Springsteen, Alicia, they all came on, Puffy. And the one thing I had to withstand <laughs> was some of the younger folks saying, oh, you got to let everybody chat. You know, there's the attention span. This is going to run four or five hours. And they, you know, on every one of these type Zooms, you got to let them speak to I said, there's no way. I said, you either have respect that this is unique. You either have respect. Years ago, when I would go to the Vanity Fair Oscar party, and I'm riveted to the screen, and everyone else is talking. I don't like talking during award shows. I want to concentrate. Not that my heart is in the hands yeah. as to who is going to win, but you want to concentrate. Yeah. And um, at the risk of not being, quote, contemporary, <laughs> I held my ground. I'm so glad I did because you don't want people chatting with each other or with vanity seeing their names all over the screen. And when a Joni Mitchell or, or an Elton John or Paul Simon or is speaking, that's no way. You got to concentrate. Yeah, you just want to let them tell their story. Your pre-Grammys gala is is probably the most famous party on the planet. And you've been doing it for, I believe, over 40 years now. It's such a great tradition. How did this all begin? How did you, you, you first start throwing this party? Well, you know, it began. I had previously been head of Columbia Records. And of course, the night of the Grammys, every label, certainly the major labels, Columbia included, we had a big bash where the artists had somewhere to go and celebrate or not celebrate together. So when I became head of Arista, when I founded Arista, I should say, it was the first year of operation. All of a sudden, you know, we might have had 25 or 30 people on that first year doing marketing and promotion sales and A&R. And Barry Manilow was up for two Grammys for Mandy. And uh, so he came to me and he said, what are we going to do? You know, I'm coming out to the coast. What, what are we going to do? I said, look, if we do it the night of the Grammys, it will take a table. There was a famous restaurant in, named Chasen's. And I said, you know, that doesn't seem right. It's small and it, there'd be one, two tables, two tables of us there. So I came up with the idea of doing something the day before. And we did it, and Elton John showed up, and John Denver showed up, and Stevie Wonder showed up. I said, wow, I'm on to something here. And it's the night before, there are no awards. It's just 
to celebrate music. So beginning, believe it or not, all those years ago, this tradition began having a, the, quote, pre-Grammy gala, and that we've kept to it all through the years. And the heads of every other company come. So it was not just for, let's say, our stuff. It was that every other label came because I put on a show and I, it wasn't that they just schmoozed as they say. No, I put on after an hour of cocktails, after an hour dinner at 9.30, uh, the show began. And over the years, it's become just the most amazing show. Every artist, they've asked me because they know that iHeartRadio is there. They know that MTV and BT is there. They know that motion picture directors have cast from that party. They know how many special nights. You know, I put artists that never appear together together. I know one year we had Rod Stewart with Lou Reed and Slash playing together and singing together. So everybody's memory, you know, is filled. It's like in my party the other night when Dave Grohl said, and he started calling it Clive Aids. He said, listen, I see artists that I would never otherwise see. Here there's Dave Grohl, the great rock and roller, was saying that when he heard a medley of 12 Baronello hits, he literally cried. He knew every word. And he thought it was family and they loved all those. Oh, I mean, so many incredible pairings of artists. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned Rod Stewart and Slash and Lou, Lou Reed, uh, Alicia Keys and Aretha Franklin. Are, are there, I'm sure it's hard to pick, but are there any moments that really stand out as, as favorites from, from your, your gatherings over the years? Yes, I would say that there was the year that I was leaving Arista, gotten a lot of press over the years, but BMG, Bertelsmann, they didn't want to lose me. And they were trying to find a way, frankly, not to pay me all the money that my Phantom Equity, with all the profits we were making. And so they gave me $150 million to start J Records. And I could bring any executive, all 18, V from president, I was chairman, executive VPs, 18 out of 18, Arista became J overnight. And I, I took Alicia. She was not out with an album. I took five platinum artists with me. And yet, obviously, I could not bring Whitney Houston. And we turned to the Grammy party of that year. And she knew that she and I were being separated. And so that year, I only had two artists, okay? It was the year, I think it was 2000. And I had only Carlos Santana and Whitney Houston. And Carlos did the first half because we had, you know, just a year or two before I had his spectacular new career with Supernatural. And we broke it out of the Grammy party, spreading the word to every tastemaker that, yes, he was over 50. Yes, he doesn't sing. But Smooth and Maria Maria became anthems debuting at that party with wow. every radio, media, cable representative there. And so Santana performed and then Whitney came on. And so I vividly remember when she stepped to the front of the stage and there wasn't a dry eye in my house when she sang, I believe in you and me. Right looking in my eye, I could barely keep my emotion 
in chat. And then she ended it by singing, I will always love you. And uh, that is an incredible moment. I would say the breaking of Santana from that party. How do you spread the word that someone who's not had a hit in 25 years is coming back? And it was only demonstrating. So we had Rob Thomas and, and Santana do Smooth. And we had Santana with White Club and Product GMB do Maria Maria. No one had ever heard it. So how do you spread the word? Yes, I'm serious. This is not Davis's folly. I was the rumor. <laughs> because I had signed Santana originally and had had Oyakamaba, Black Magic Woman, Evil Ways with him at the beginning of both of our careers. So everybody said, oh, Clive is full of sentiment. Who would sign Santana now that he's in it? Well, obviously, word spread that there were two magic hits, at least, in Supernatural. And that's a major memory. And then I think, well, there's so many, but if I had to pick a third, after Alicia had broken and played the party as the first new artist category uh, began, and she sang Fallen, actually, right after Gladys Knight sang Midnight Train to Georgia. That's a great memory. One of the great all-time artists, standing showbation, and Alicia had to come on after it as this new artist after this all-timer. But after Alicia won all those Grammys and multi, multi, multi-platinum album, I said to her, Alicia, what's your next dream? What would you dream that we haven't achieved from the day? She said, you know, my childhood dream, and it exists to this day, is to perform on the same stage with Aretha Franklin. And I did just that. I paired the two of them at a Grammy party. They sang, Alicia was really just I'm in my weekend house, okay? But in the pandemic, I'm living here an hour from the city. And Alicia came up just two days ago with her two kids, if she will, and her sister. And we spent the whole day together. Very special. Okay, you got three reminiscences. <laughs> Those are all incredible. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, you know, your, your most recent party was full of so many special moments. For me, it was so wonderful to to see Joni Mitchell. I, I hadn't seen her interviewed live. I, I think I read that it was, it's been six years or so. Tell me more about your, your friendship with her. You know, it really grew right before her aneurysm. It was not during the years when she was recording as brilliantly as she did. But post her aneurysm, she came to my Grammy party every year. And it was so special, number one, to have her there. I always was careful who I put at her table. I was always reverential to her. So she met over the years. Well, she was friendly with Robbie Robertson, you know, and Robbie's always been at her table. But one year I put David Hockney, the great artist, at her table right next to her. Well, the next day they were holding hands, going to an (laughs) art gallery, debuting David's new works, and they become great friends. And I introduced uh, Brandy Carlisle to Joni. Joni is no question the number one heroine of Brandy and Brandy and I had done a press day for my Grammy party. That's how she and I met, where we did 16 interviews together and got friendly and close. And so I said, I'm going to 
put you at the same table with Joni Mitchell while she was paralyzed with fright. But they have become great friends. So Joni and I talk throughout the year, every year, and we talk music, and she knows uh, how unique and special that's our, how our friendship is brought. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So special and emotional seeing the performance of her singing both sides now in in the year 2000, back with an orchestra. And when you were both speaking, she touched on the fact that the meaning of the song that she'd written when she was in her you know 20s changed when she she came at it again later in life. And I, I think that's what's something that's so special about music is that different songs resonate with you for different reasons depending on where you're at in your life. And I was wondering if that was the case for you. Are there songs from from earlier in your life or early in your career that that means something more to you now or resonate with you in a different way? You know, my memory is so replete with either songs that I found for artists or, or, or obviously songs that they wrote that it's not that I find new meaning, but when over the years I heard Whitney sing The Greatest Love of All, I would just immediately they go back to the first time we met when she auditioned for me. That was the song she was singing 
at the audition, and it was a song I had commissioned to be written for the life of Muhammad Ali. And it was eight years earlier. George Benson, right? Benson recorded it, and I had the soundtrack. So, A, I was tremendously familiar with the greatest love of all. And here, this 18-year-old, stunningly beautiful girl, if you will, is finding new meaning in the song, The Greatest Love of All. But I knew that Michael Masser and Linda Creed, who wrote it, couldn't have even conceived of when they wrote it. Whitney was a vocal genius. But when I hear Patti Smith sing Because the Night, okay, I mean, I remember as great and as much of a Renaissance woman as Patty is, every artist wants success commercially, apart from artistically. Never to bastardize their art. Nobody is more artistically revered than a Joni Mitchell or a Patty Smith. But Patty, she says, I don't know if I could ever write a hit single. And I remember those years she was doing an album with uh, Jimmy Iovine, who was producing Bruce. Springsteen and Bruce had written because the night Jimmy knew that I in recording at the same time separately Bruce and Patty somehow we got to find a potential hit song for Patty Smith and um, without compromising her and sure enough it came out of that where Bruce decided for his album he was not going to use because the night. And he played it for Patty, played it for me, and we loved it. And he went a little trepidatiously to Bruce and said, can I show this song to Patty Smith? Would you allow me? And Bruce said, yes. And then Patty got into it and did some uh, lyric writing, and they shared that. And of course, it became a big hit for Patty. And all of a sudden, instead of one or two hundred thousand great rock fan purchases, Patty Smith was selling, you know, all over the world. That's what a hit single does for you. So many amazing songs. I mean, during the pre-Grammy party, you you revealed your uh, two of your favorite songs, uh, my favorite songs too, Bridge Over Troubled Water and The Boxer, both by Paul Simon for Simon and Garfunkel. What is it about those songs that, that make them so special for you? You know, I don't have the, obviously not knowing your car, I don't have the lyric, but both songs, the lyric is so brilliant and so meaningful and so emotionally affecting. And the melody, and what do you have when you have a classic melody? If you saw in my party, Simon and Garfunkel sing the boxer, oh my God. Um, before I have a million people, you know, when they go into la la la, you know, and it's a combination of an affecting lyric and an unforgettable melody. Bridge over trouble, water, sail on silver girl. I mean, the first time I heard it, as Paul said, you know, five minutes, a ballad, and we come to the meeting and Paul is saying, I'm sure Clive's going to pick Cecilia. And they were Colombian, I was head of Colombia. I looked at him and I said, it's got to be bridge over trouble, water. They'll never forget it. I frankly will never forget it. And to this day, if I see, they ask me why, how? And I do say there are times in life as an executive where you just can't give a formulaic response. You know you're going to get a formulaic 
Ruth Bombs. And there were times, if you hear a classic, if you hear something that's an old-timer, you got to know when to go for it. And there's just too much at stake. And to come with the, not that Cecilia is not a great hit song, it is. But this would signal an unusual artist, an American Beatles and quality songs was there. And I was willing to go for it. So there are times you've got to, I'll never forget, but I will always love you. And my radio promotion people said, you know, radio is, they hear, they know we're going with it. They want to take out, you know, the intro where there's no music behind it. What? I said, that makes it so special. I said, yeah. you can't do that. He said, well, they won't. I said, you know, go for the home run. Always go for the home run. And we did it, of course, in both cases. Uh, they became, you know, yes, it was an acapella. That is the word I'm searching for, but that is in, you know. And wow, that's a classic. And of course, Bridge Over Trouble Water, whether it's done by someone in Garfunkel, whether it's done by Aretha Franklin. I mean, it's an incredible song. Listening to you talking about, you know, advising Paul Simon, Santana, Bruce Springsteen, Miles Davis. I think Kenny G referred to you once as uh, a friendly provocateur, I think was the phrase he used. Have there been any musicians who've returned the favor and, and, and taught you something? Is that, who have your, your biggest teachers been over the years? My teaching comes purely from spontaneity. I mean, I knew, all right, when I started Aristotle, I'd been fired from Columbia, and they did not want to risk their broadcast license, someone was claiming that there was payola. And so in the company, I had never even heard of payola, I'll tell you. And yet I had to withstand the industry investigation. I'm proud in my documentary, which is on Netflix right now, let me say, and a big, big, big hit for them uh, on Netflix. It's called Clive Davis, The Soundtrack of Our Lives. And you'll see See in that documentary the check that Columbia CBS gave me for a million dollars, a lot of money many years ago. And because they didn't take the risk, and I had to go through the pain and the trauma of until vindication came. And you know, so that when I formed Ariston after heading Columbia, I wanted it to be an instant major. I was not about to be a brand new company. So that if I only kept signing rock artists, that's the artists I signed in Columbia. That's what's got me in the rock and roll hall of fame. It was uh, Aerosmith and it was Springsteen and Billy Joel and it was uh, Earth, Wind and Fire, like that, okay? And, but if by that time, rock had changed. And although I signed rock artists when I formed Arista, I signed the Outlaws, Greengrass, and High Tides. Um, I signed Patti Smith. I signed Lou Reed. I signed Graham Parker. I signed Stiff Records with the Enduring. And then I attracted the Kinks and the Grateful Dead. But those artists would not sell the millions of albums, punk, new wave, or that. You were doing real well if you went gold. I had to go. My artists had to go double, triple platinum or more and the way to do that is through singles which you don't give 
songs to self-contain rock artists, that's for sure. So that I did look at Motown. I did look, and that's why my conversation the other night with Barry Gordy, where we said we looked or compared notes over the years with each other. And I knew I had to hone my ear for his song. So whether ultimately bringing to the label Dion Warwick and Aretha and leading up to Whitney after what I had done with Baron Manilow, where we, he wrote and I gave him two songs on every album. I knew that A&R, artist and repertoire, yes, you look for the special rock, distinctive, self-contained artist, but to really go multi-platinum for the most part, I honed my ear for the hit song. And I did look, you know, at what Motown had done all those years to come up with material, you know, which of course led to Whitney in this most perfect form. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Speaking of Whitney, I know you've been working on a, a, a film version of her life. I, I wanted to know what the updates were on that and how that experience has been for you. That is just beginning. Are we talking about the biopic? Yes, yes. I 
Well, I shouldn't say it's at the beginning. I have worked with the author of Bohemian Rhapsody, the film, mm. the Queen film, Anthony McCartney, for about a year and a half on the script. I mean, obviously, Anthony wrote it, but I can judge what's real and what's not real. And what is, I made sure, it. notwithstanding his success with Bohemian Rhapsody, which is now the biggest posing, I think, film of all time. So you lived it. A, at a billion dollars, that he meet with her family, with her hairdresser, with her custom, with the writers, with her agent, even with her psychiatrist, if you will, so that he understood, apart from my relationship and the family, everything of Whitney. So it was never to whitewash it. We're not whitewashing this important message that drugs are lethal. We're not whitewashing. That will come through. Drugs are lethal. She fought, fought, fought so vainly, gamely and vainly to overcome it and didn't. But the two documentaries out on Whitney have been poor. They've been one-dimensional. There was another side of Whitney. There was that side that you saw when she joined Dion Warwick at the end of That's What Friends Are For. There was Whitney, what you might have seen in part one, when she does a medley, like nobody has done. I love you, Porgy, from Porgy and Bess, going into And I Tell You I'm Not Going, from Dream Girl, songs that she was not associated with, and then ending with I Have Nothing. To me, that's probably the greatest television singing performance ever. Whitney was a vocal genius. And she was a devoted fan of music, listened to everything, knew the producers, so that, yes, we'll tell the story of Whitney, but it will include why she's considered the best contemporary artist vocally of all time. And she, Aretha, and Streisand. Now, and there are others great, don't get me wrong, I love Gladys Knight and Patty <laughs> and what have you, but Whitney was a vocal genius. And you've got to show why producers, Babyface, David Foster, Narda Walden, all put her in a unique, unique category. So the movie, I think, will show it all. What's the problems, but the triumph and the influence on artists all over the world. I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. Here's a question. Any thoughts on who you'd like to play you in the film? You know, that's always tough. I must say, <laughs> an unknown played me in the Aretha uh, eight-part right. series that was just on Disney. I, I still haven't met him. His name is Chris Redman. He did a real good job. I was pleasantly they pleased, okay? The part was not as big as the part in the Whitney movie, so I would be happy with Stanley Tucci. I'd be happy with Steve Carell. You know, we're talking, but no one has been cast. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Davis, I could talk to you all day. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Before I let you go, I, I just want to ask, how, how has this last year been for you? I, I mean, it's been tough and strange for everybody for so many different reasons, but has it been allowed you a little bit of a break from your schedule to sort of reflect, or has it been just as busy as ever for you? I've got to tell you, in a way, it's busier than ever. If you saw part one and part two, I mean, you've seen now, I think, 20 or well, almost 30 artists, you know, of a caliber of Springsteen and Elton and Paul Simon Oprah. So putting that all together, 
picking, just doing part one and part two has been, during the pandemic, so preoccupying, motivating, just unique and special. So yes, I've been really every very busy turning from the Arethory Paul TV series, looking, making sure the script for the Whitney biopic was unique, also putting together part one and part two of the Grammy uh, party and have it become an overwhelming feedback of a lifetime memory for everybody. So yes, I've been very busy and I'm best when I'm busy. You know, I mean, uh, I've got so many books I want to read. I've got so many documentaries I want to see. I've got so many projects. But, you know, it's been a tough period. Life is tough in the reality of it. The fear of COVID, avoidance of the importance of vaccination. So important that you be vaccinated in far greater numbers than they are. Mystery as to all that fear. But um, look, I, among millions of others, worried through the election. It was very important who became our president. And uh, so we've all been active. Oh, yes, and I should mention that your, your parties have gone to raise money for the, the Grammy Museum, which, which badly needs it. It's been really hurt in the last year since it's been shut down. And music care. It's a combination of the two of the two of them. It's been so gratifying uh, as a result of that. Yeah, it's the first time we've had a charitable series of Grammy parties, so that's great. Wonderful work you're doing, Mike. Very, very last question. I've always wanted to ask you this. Mr. Clive Davis, where is your favorite place to listen to music? Look, I listen to music first in my office at Sony. I'm there till 8 o'clock every night in normal term times. And I've got great speakers. I'm known for playing music very loud. And um, so I like to listen there. When I'm, for the years that I was weekly picking singles, ultimately in my car. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hear records in my car different from any other place. I have an office where I'm talking to you from today in Pound Ridge, New York, where again, the speakers were beautifully gifted to me and they're fantastic. And I love listening there. So I would say whether it's my office in Pound Ridge, whether it's my office at Sony, or whether it's my car, those are the three favorite places to listen to music. Well, sound like wonderful places. Mr. Clive Davis, thank you so much for your time today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, George. Thank you for your time, your music. And I, I'm an NYU graduate, and I took many classes at the Clive Davis School of Music. So thank you for the education as well. You're very welcome. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.